Welcome to the Employco HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson, president of Employco. With me is my brother and co-founder and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And Jason Eisenhardt, our vice president of HR. Hi, everyone. And, of course, Nikki Navarro working the board. So uh, this month's HR podcast, got a bunch of things to go through. But first, got to give a, a shout-out to, to Nikki Navarro, who uh, got engaged. Yes. Last week, he was out on uh, out on vacation with uh, Carrie in... Um, Congratulations, Carrie. Jackson, Wyoming. And, uh, Congratulations. Pop the question. So Yeah. So congratulations to you guys. So it's fantastic. So back to uh, Employco HR business. So inflation, it's been a big topic over the last couple of months, inflation, as well as, uh, you know, we, we did some HR chats and things on is, are we going to see a recession in the fall uh, and, and on that side, but inflation, you know, the new numbers came out last week. It dropped a little bit. It's still eight and a half percent. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I look for uh, Nikki Navarro. The wedding cost just went up. Yeah, so <laughs> I think we might not get invited. All right, the Blanco yeah. guys, you're out. Yeah, your inflation's out. up, so you can't come. Times are tough all over. So. The uh, but at eight and a half, it was down from uh, a little bit over nine. But when you look at uh, year over year inflation, some some big numbers with so gasoline leading the charge at forty four percent, utilities in at thirty point five. Yeah, and, and I mean that affects day to day. Business, the cost of doing business, even uh, healthcare, Medicare services are up five point one percent, and that's going to lead to higher health costs, which lead to higher health insurance costs. That you know, it all gets passed along to the last person paying. And health insurance, it's the companies, and uh, you know, yeah. So as we look at um, and what your real wages are, uh, so Jason, uh, putting uh, on the HR side, you look at your your real wages are down. Theoretically, three percent or more in twenty-two of from the year before. Yeah, although workers may not know the real wage drop three percent, they may not know the exact percentage. Everyone's feeling it. I mean, at the, at the gas pump or looking to buy food or just clothes, everyone's feeling it. So it, it's. I think we're still maybe not in the exact great resignation we were before, uh, but. I think employees are still jumping ship for a higher pay increase, just like they were. Maybe not as as much, but people are still interested in getting that that higher paycheck. And um, yeah, unfortunately, it's still that there's a labor shortage and there's some high turnover there. A lot of stuff that companies have to deal with. Though I think you're going to see the labor shortage start to reel it back. You look at uh, Rob. You were mentioning how Groupon just laid off five hundred people last week, right? And uh, I think you're going to see a lot of the, I mean, the tech companies are already starting to pull back. They're preparing for the recession, which, you know, I said the last podcast, we're already in a recession. Um, you know, when they look back and say, oh, actually, now it's better, but we're in recession now. So, uh, but yeah, it's it, it's a unique re- recession in the sense that technically, you know, it all depends on who you believe. If you go to the traditional sense, it we are in one. Yeah. Uh, the current uh, Biden administration, they want to redefine what recession is. What is, they, is. They, right? Because they don't want to face that we are. But the interesting fact is you've got hiring still. The new job numbers that came out in June and July are strong. Uh, there's All the projections are that they're going to back off and you'll start to see that drop in the fall. For sure, especially when you see are. the big companies laying people right. off. I mean, that's right. going to flood the market with 500 people from Groupon. So when you look at the inflation versus wages and you're down, you know, year over year, 3% last July to this July. But then if you take into account 
the decline in the average work week since a year ago, that 3% becomes 3.6%. So people mm -hmm. are making less now with the inflation part of it. So Jason, what are you seeing on, uh, on, the, on the HR side? I know we, we looked at a study where you were seeing in the, in the past your, your average wage increases were two to four and you saw a big jump. Some companies doing them twice a year now. So Jason, two questions. One, what are you seeing? And then two, on the other side, the more you increase the wages, the, the profit margin is only so big within companies, whether you're a, a restaurant or whatever your product is, that between the inflation and increase in wages, you're going to have to increase the cost of your product, whatever yep. price you're selling at. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. I mean, so uh, obviously I'm guessing everyone can guess. It depends on the industry. Some industries are doing fairly well. Some are struggling. Um, but I think a lot of, a lot if not most industries and, and jobs uh, employers are finding a tough time keeping employees. Uh, so Rob, like you said, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's a tough time where employers are now looking at mid-year pay increases. And we've had several clients take a hard look at, do we do another mid-year pay increase instead of waiting for the annual three to maybe 4% pay increase in January? Should we do something in July? Are we having a high turnover? Are we expecting a key employee or two or, or just a, a large number of employees leaving? And a lot of our clients uh, are really taking a strong look at it, and a few of them are actually doing it where there's a mid-year mid pay increase. Uh, some of them are hovering around 5% mid-year pay increases. Some of them are a little bit higher, some a little bit lower. Again, it depends on the industry. Um, and then, yeah, I'm sure that's getting uh, passed on to their customers, their clients. Maybe it's an end consumer, maybe it's a business, but every, we're, like we just talked about, the inflation, it just this is kind of the death spiral where employees are seeking more wages, you got to raise your rates and that causes prices to go up and employees to demand higher rates after that. So it just is a, a really difficult time for employers to kind of keep a, a hold on wages and, on the, and their employees right now. And there's many industries where you can't, you can't increase the, the price of the product you're selling yeah. or you're limited to a, a, a price increase once a year or twice a year. So it becomes a, becomes a big issue for companies. I, I was, uh, we were talking offline. I saw a YPO survey on financial services network that some industries saw wage increases go up 9%. And the ever, you know, the response is, ah, how are you affording a 9%? Right. You know, great, great for the, your, your team and theoretically they're still breaking even at it, but then you've got to increase your. Well, and that's where, when I said with Groupon cutting 500, it's going to flood the market. Obviously that's taking into account that other companies will do that, but it'll come a point where they can only pay so many people and then they got to start cutting somewhere, whether it's advertising or other parts, they're going to make cuts and that's going to, you know, you'll see the market unemployment will go up and uh, I think the you'll see the job market do a turn. Yeah, and so one of the things that we were uh, we were talking about doing uh, a recent HR chat and some trends that uh, initially President Obama increased the overtime rules. That was uh, a Texas judge post election uh, uh, voided that. Trump did raise it, but the rumblings are you're going to see that wage base go up again while biden's in office so oh, that, above 15 we're not or, not your uh you're talking about the because oh, it went from 21 no it was twenty one thousand dollars a year at, for overtime right. and that went up yep. to in the 30s there's talk of it going to in the 50 or 60 wow so factor that with the wage increases that you know 
that has a double factor in your overtime and double time wages. So you'll, at that point, you'll really have to eliminate your overtime exposure. Right. So it, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there on wages and how long the economy continues. Because the initial, what I saw projections were that you could see unemployment jump back up late fall or, you know, now they're saying it might be pushed to uh, after the first year, uh, you know, unemployment back at 5%. So a, a recent, uh, uh, from an economic warning standpoint, non-farm labor productivity fell to 4.6% in the second quarter. So it, uh, which was a, which is a big increase over, over previously. The last one was 2.1%. So it'll be interesting to see how businesses and people in general handle the holiday season, because, you know, that's, you've got additional labor. Are those retail outlets going to be doing like where people can have second jobs. And I think that can kind of partly right. into our second discussion as far as people working two jobs kind of make up for yeah. that inflation difference. So uh, moonlighting and what, uh, of course, you hear moonlighting will show our age. I always think of Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. There you go. So. Yeah. So I don't think Nikki was born yet. Yeah. But, good show though. Uh, the, uh, but moonlighting, Jason's becoming, and it's, you know, with inflation, it's becoming a, a bigger issue with people working two jobs, three jobs, just to make uh, make a decent living. Yeah, I mean, a lot of employers have had moonlighting second job policies in their handbooks or, or policies for a while. Some haven't. It's good. If you don't, it's a good time to, to put one in. You're, you never know exactly when it might come back to bite you a little bit. Um, but some employers are thinking about loosening it up a little bit and where okay, we, we know times are tough and real real wages are down and inflation's so high, uh, we, we no longer, or at least temporarily, are going to prohibit you from working a second job as long as it doesn't compete with this one or we don't see your job performance at this company uh, diminish as a result of your second job. Like let's say you're working midnight to five and now you're tired and you're not as productive in your main real job here. We don't want to see that. Uh, but as long as your, your performance here isn't affected, you're not working for a competitor, we're okay with you working a second job. Um, so a lot of employers are moving to that in light of these kind of real wages and inflation. Uh, contact us, hrempliquid.com. We're, we're happy to help. We've got lots of templates that we can build customized policies for your organization and uh, kind of whatever kind of needs you have uh, for employment-related policies. Yeah, I think your key areas, Jason, when you look at uh, moonlighting are, you know, kind of the three areas that people are concerned with. Are you working for a competitor? Are you taking a second job working for a competitor? Is there a high risk of disclosure of any type of proprietary or confidential information? And does that other job, does that other job require you to devote more time when really you should be working for, you know, us or whoever your main employer is? And it becomes a, a mercury, mercury, Murky area. There you go. Uh, for your remote workers, because you don't quite have that same control. So when you've got someone working from home, they're supposed to be working for you doing X, Y, Z, customer service, whatever that job is. Uh, and they might be, for all you know, you may have not have any knowledge that they're working another job. Yeah, and, and I think and it comes that, down to job performance, really. Yeah, is that coming? Is that cutting into your productivity as uh, in your main job? Yeah, and one thing to uh, kind of a good practice is to remind employees, it's probably already in your handbook if you have one, but to, to remind employees that you as a company reserve the right to monitor their their electronic communication and their, their your kind of company property. So that could be as a reminder to, hey, employees, company email, company phone, company fax, any kind of company property and communication should be only used for company business, and we reserve the right to periodically monitor that. 
that would hopefully be enough to uh, either remind the employees or scare them enough to not use company time and property for their outside business. Uh, they should be doing it on their own time and own resources. And I think most people should automatically assume that their work email is being monitored just from a, I can say from an IT security standpoint, I'm not looking at everybody's emails, but every email that's coming in gets scanned and you're scanning for scammers, for and, scammers, virus, yeah. you know, and, and every business should be doing that. And if you're not, you know, you're not doing, uh, you know, the IT security so, justice. So when Nikki gets that email, not to go off on different, but when he gets that email from uh, Kazakhstan or Dubai right. or somewhere that there's got yeah. some ancient uncle that wants to send him $15 million. And, but you got to front the 50000 first. Yeah. And it helped pay for the wedding costs. That's right. Because if it happened, maybe we could get invited then. There you go. Yeah, yeah it's true. But, the uh, so Jason, I I think from a best practice standpoint, if the, if if you don't have a moonlighting policy, is it worth creating one? And then if you do have one, you should really view, especially if you're in multiple states, because there there's states like California where they're pretty they're the least restrictive from a compliance standpoint in the sense where uh, California they don't per, they don't permit employers to require advance notice if you have out you know so if you say in your in your national moonlighting plan that you got to notify us if you take a second job you're violating the law in california California. so something to uh to take a deeper dive in if you don't have a policy you may want to create one just you know because you know you've got employees that are working two jobs and and there's industries like the restaurant industry that you know you work for another restaurant there's no you know that's not an issue it's not like working for a tech company or something. Right. Like a a competitor. competitor. But I think the overall having it, you know, in writing saying we are going to monitor your work product kind of will let the employee know like, all right, they're going to keep an eye out. I have to keep my game good. You know, you got to be up for stuff instead of being tired and, you know, phoning it in. Jason, we missing anything else? No, I mean, that's great. I mean, yeah, like the, the, the outside employment, the moonlighting policy, those are generally shorter, maybe a paragraph or two. The electronic work communication company property sections and handbooks are typically a little bit longer. You need to be a little bit more detailed, especially with uh, NLRB coercive and uh, kind of the actions that you need to worry about with employees talking together about working conditions that are protected. But Generally, they're 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 pretty easy, and we we have uh, lots of templates that you can again build a customized policy for for anyone out there that needs some help with it. Especially, I mean, we do that all the time for our clients. Uh, yeah, just give us a call or an email hr at we, We'd love to help you with the employment related policies or employee training and, and roll out of this kind of initiative. And you know Scott's going to be uh, home tonight on YouTube uh, trying to find Bruce Willis's Moonlighting well, show. Moonlight, yeah, yeah, pull it up on uh, Netflix or something. There you go. That's a couple of years ago. So, but uh, yeah, thanks for joining us uh, for uh, this month's HR podcast. We'll, uh, it's going to be busy fall. I think you're seeing from an employment standpoint as people uh, trade shows are in full swing this fall and uh, everyone's gearing up. A lot of people are in the, kind of the sales mode of looking at what's 23 going to bring and health insurance renewals and, and all that. So, uh, yeah, if anybody wants any uh, show topics, suggestions or questions, uh, send them to HR at Employco. We'll yeah. be happy to add them in. Thanks for joining us this month. Thanks. <laughs>